Welcome to the Skills Pod. This afternoon we are, or whenever it is you're listening to this actually, uh, we're going to be talking about time management. I'm Liz Johnson, I'm one of the academic skills advisors and I have got four colleagues with me today. Would you like to introduce yourself starting, oh alphabetically, let's put everyone on the spot. (laughs) Hi, my name's Laura. Hello, my name's Lisa. I'm another of the Academic Skills Advisors. I'm Michaela. I'm one of um, our Academic Skills Advisors for Maths and Stats. And I'm Sharon and I'm another General Academic Skills Advisor. So thank you all for coming. We're going to be talking a little bit of time management and as everybody who knows me will know, I'm the least likely person to give good (laughs) advice about time management that I then do myself. I'm usually uh, <coughs> running last minute about things. What do other people do? Who's got a, a like an app on their phone? Or we all have calendars, and that really helps me. I I am a terrible procrastinator. Um, I when I was doing my doctorate, I did so many other things rather than do my doctorate I've taught myself how to play the bass guitar I've taken up sewing (laughs) I've learned a couple of languages so I am a terrible procrastinator I know what I should be doing but I have found and that you mentioned an app Liz and I found an app um, called Forest that I use a lot Um, it really helps me stop using my phone when I'm supposed to be working and concentrating on things um it's basically it's available i think it's available on android for free but there might be a small charge for um apple and so on but i found it really motivating because um you basically set up a length of time that you're going to work and you get it going and a tree starts to grow and if you use your phone to look at any other websites other than have it on forest in the background the tree dies oh. so you have to keep the tree alive which i find quite motivating and i will get on and do things if i use forest that's harsh i know you killed a tree <laughs> well that's it you don't want that responsibility on your mind so um yeah you have to get on and do some work so your tree doesn't die I feel like I'm going to adopt that for life in general and blame blame that on why I I can't grow any plants in general. They obviously know that I start with the intention of looking after them, but actually wander off and do something else. So all the plants I try to grow die. It's like the real life version of forest. Oh, no. Oh, it does sound quite good, though. I like that idea of like, you know, nurturing a tree. Maybe if I can't grow one in real life, I'll grow one just on an app. Yeah. (laughs) Make myself feel better. Yeah, you don't have to water them then. (laughs) (laughs) except with your knowledge I'm one of those people that I always love the idea of apps and I'll like buy into like oh that sounds great and that sounds great and I'll download like two or three things and think this is going to be brilliant and then I tend to kind of revert back to like my the same things that I've but do seem to work in terms of like planning or staying focused but I think I need to try and reinvent them for some reason when actually I know for me what works so I'm very much like a I always say I'm a bit old school I like a piece of paper and a pencil and I like to write things out it's funny Laura and I were talking earlier today actually about like back in the day of being a student I used to handwrite all my assignments before I used to type them up to kind of redraft and edit them because that's just I like the kind of 
process of having something in my hand to actually like write and kind of see things I'm growing my own assignment in in drawing it onto a piece of paper <laughs> sort of mentality sort yeah of I'm thing. kind of very similar which is that I like to see if I'm planning something out I'm very much like to see it in front of me so I usually use uh, whiteboards um, I'm very much a big kind of whiteboard person so if I make a mess and want to move stuff around I can just rub it off and move it around and I've got these like little like small whiteboards but they stick on like windows with static um so for me I can write stuff on those stick them on my window and then like reorder everything so that I can let's say I know what kind of general things I want to talk about or do or kind of if I'm planning teaching sessions how I want it to all fit together but I'm maybe not 100% sure of the the order that I want to do it so I'll just like jot all my ideas down very kind of chaotically I'm quite a chaotic person um to begin with and then kind of start to re rejig and, and stick things around I think that helps because I, I I'm a big believer that I think some people say don't think some people are naturally very organized and some people just aren't and I do think that's true to a degree but you can retrain yourself can't you and I'd like to think that I'm like testament to that because I've always historically been terribly organized always late for everything always like you know procrastinating and get you know being up against it all the time and I do feel like when it was probably, it was probably when I became a teacher actually I think it was after I did my PhD and did a lot of Olympic grade procrastinating like uh, although not quite as impressive a range of skills that I acquired as Sharon um, and then it was when I started teaching I started doing my teacher training I had to get organized because I had no choice and realized that it was like something that we talk about a lot it's like chunking your time isn't it so that you're not having to look at the whole task you're just sort of working on a list of tasks and you're just tackling what's next in line rather than having to sort of set off on the whole thing so um I I, I like Lisa McHale as well I go back to pen and paper a lot and just have to block down you know what am I doing what needs doing next what could I put off till next week and ring fence for then and just sort of try and stay on top of what's achievable and setting really nice achievable goals so don't because if I if I set something you always think oh yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna write 200 I'm gonna get that paragraph written in the next hour and then I write two paragraphs I think I'm like amazing then because you know it's really motivating isn't it because you've exceeded your goals but um if I set a goal that's and, and I don't hit it. That's like really demotivating. So mm. all about small achievable goals. And I do feel like I've retrained myself. I feel like I am I'm somebody who's on time now, broadly speaking, I like to think. Um so even if you are sitting you know, if, even if you are listening and you're thinking I'm beyond help, I'm just not organized. It, it's about the small wins and, you know, setting up little routines for yourself so that you can feel more on top of things, I think. Yeah, I and I like doing that. Oops, sorry, Liz. No, no, I was just going to say, I want to know how people stick to things because you were talking, Michaela, about the whiteboard and how that works for you. And I've got like a little pegboard at home that I pin stuff off on and I've got a notice board that I pin stuff on. But I can honestly tell you they've got things on there that have been on for at least seven or eight years that I don't take off and then put new things on and you guys on that are listening to this won't be able to see but I'm just I'm showing I'm embarrassing myself in front of people so I've got a, an academic diary I like buying academic diaries this is an academic diary that runs out next month that I've filled in a week of out of the entire year and I bought it because it had stickers on it and I thought I'll use it this time I'm going to use it this time I didn't use it this time 
What were you going to say, Michaela? I was going to say, and it kind of ties in really nicely with that and with what Laura was saying before, which is that they say kind of breaking those tasks into smaller ones that are manageable. So like my to-do list is typically like a broad topic first, which is this needs to be done. But then underneath that, I'll break it down into what are those kind of small, slightly more manageable chunks that, like I say, there's nothing better than putting something on your to-do list and then putting a tick in the box to say it's been done. So by having like small wins, if you've only got kind of 15, 20 minutes to do something, you can still kind of take those steps forward and put that tick in that box. And yeah, like I say, for me, there's nothing more satisfying than being like, right, okay, I've done that. And then by the time you've done maybe three or four 15 minute, 20 minute jobs, you can take a giant pen and put a massive tick in the kind of the the overarching box um, to say that that entire thing has been done. I actually find this is probably an insight into like, I don't know whether it's a need to have everything ticked off, whether it's a competitive thing, I don't know. But whenever I write a to-do list, (laughs) I always start with something I already know I've done. So I can already tick that thing off straight away because actually to me, there is then nothing more motivating to be like, right, well, I've done the first thing. So actually I've kind of got that kind of drive now to try and finish everything off. So I can be like, I finished my list for today. So I I know it's even if it's quite, it might be the smallest thing or it might even be, and I do this quite a bit, is make a to-do list. So that actually, as soon as I've done that list, I can tick it off straight away. But sometimes, like I say, it's something I've already done, like, make that resource I'm like well I actually did that already reply to that email tick because then like I say I just think okay I've made a start mm-hmm. so that might be the the saddest thing in the world oh I don't but... know I feel seen because I do that too yeah, I, I say it is motivating <laughs> what I always find too is if I'm working on something big yeah I break it down into chunks like Laura said so you do little bits and you're motivated and you can tick things off and that's really good but if I don't do something for a couple of days and it's a big thing, it really builds up in the back of my head and it's just there constantly. So I've found just to get over that sort of real feeling of weight on my shoulders, that if I do a little bit every day, even if it's just read a tiny bit or write a tiny bit or check through something, it just lifts some of that weight off me. And I feel like, well, I have done something. Um, and it, it just makes life a little bit easier and you're not being weighed down constantly by feeling I should be doing this. You think, well, actually I have. And look, I've ticked it off on my list. That's great. That's actually you- that's so true. Like we've been, well, for the benefit of our listeners, we've been, been looking at our online resources over the past mm. few months as a team, haven't we? And um it's it's a big task when you come to look at like our online resources and I happened today to um, have had a, a quieter day so I said to to Laura oh, I'm going to do some like Moodle stuff today but actually when you start to you think oh there's still quite a lot to do so I thought just do a tiny little bit of something and actually I managed it, it actually made like just like you said Sharon it sort of lifted that little bit of oh god I can feel it starting to kind of build of still got this to do still got this too and actually just by doing a couple of little things today I'm like oh no no we're doing okay we're staying on top of this we're managing it we're gonna get there that's the overarching feeling today and tomorrow I'll probably have exactly the same feeling and try and find another little thing that can be like even if I just do that little blurb mm-hmm. I'll be able to as you say Sharon just tick it off and be like no I've done something it's okay we've moved it forward and I think that's the thing isn't it it's all about just finding the way on that day I didn't mean for that to rhyme but that's I'm not going to rhyme the rest of the sentence that's just asking too much (laughs) 
it's finding that small thing that makes you sing uh find that small thing that just helps you move forward on that day because some days you'll only move forward a tiny bit and then other days you'll just be for whatever reason you just feel like you're in that zone and actually you can just get loads and loads of things done and you make loads of progress on that day and I think it's kind of knowing in the back of your mind that you'll have days like that you'll have days where you just can't seem to do much so even just doing a little bit feels like a win and other days where you're like oh I've absolutely smashed this I've done loads of stuff my whole list is ticked off I'll start a new one tomorrow with my tick at the top um yeah yeah sorry no I was just going to say would you consider that to be like healthy habits because I think that's one thing that I don't make any of these things habits I kind of try to do them try and force myself you are going to make a list and then I get stressed out by making a list and then I stop and it's that regular daily thing whether it's learning a language doing maths every day my husband joined the gym this week and uh, the instructor said something really interesting to him, which I thought I'd never heard this approach before. But he said to him, because my husband was like, I'm very busy. I've got young children. You know, I, I find it hard to make time to come to the gym regularly. And the, the instructor said to him, on a bad week, how many times would you come? And he said, I can always get out on a Saturday morning. That's like my minimum, what I can achieve, generally speaking. And he said, OK, we're going to start there. And we're going to build that in every Saturday. So don't worry about, you know, government advice about three times a week, whatever. We'll get there and that's the long term goal. He said, for now, you're aiming for that one Saturday a week and stick that in. Stick with that and let's see how we go from there. And I thought that was like a really interesting approach, especially if you're up against it. You know, it's like that on a bad day. What can I achieve? Well, I could do a bit of planning. I could do a bit of reading, you know, and just sort of build it up. But start from like your minimum you know reward yourself I suppose for like achieving that minimum and get that in place first and then build build upon that anything else is a bonus kind of approach um I thought it was like an interesting way of looking at it obviously it's not going to be practical if you're a week off your deadline because (laughs) you know you've got to get moving in that situation but talking about long-term habits I think it's quite a nice way to think of it I think sometimes it's that there is a mentality that unless you achieve everything for some people and I know I'm I'm sort of one of these people having just talked about that kind of ticking things off or ticking everything off on the list is it's kind of an all or nothing some people have that mentality of it's an all or nothing you do everything or you do not if you don't do it all you haven't been successful and actually I think that idea of what's the minimum that you can what's the minimum on that day where you're just not 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 there for whatever reason you've got something else on your mind or whatever what's the minimum and that's you know it 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 does take a little bit of a reset of your mind in some ways to be like that's okay too to not it's not an all or an all or nothing actually there's a whole scale of actually I did this and that's still really great in itself um I know for me kind of getting into that that habit of thinking in that way it took a long time to get there and I don't I don't succeed at doing it every day or every week because sometimes you know you still kind of get into your own head a little bit but kind of letting yourself off the hook I think actually is a really important part of managing your time planning all of those kind of things because it's that have the best expectations of yourself but the expectations don't always look the same day to day does that I don't even know if that makes sense I I sort Mm -hmm. of know what I'm trying to say but like I say, 
changing a mentality from an all or nothing to it's a scale and whatever you do on that scale is good mm-hmm. it's sort of what I'm trying to say I think I don't know this feels like the whole thing's been like a, a major counseling session for me because I feel a lot better than before we started <laughs> no really it's just because you you know things from a sort of um academic perspective I know I should do this but it's not always easy to do that when you're in that place where you've maybe got a load of deadlines looming or you, you're trying to change habits that haven't worked and you know trying not to fall back into the same things that have left you stressed or left you worried or what it whatever it is in the past oh it does make me laugh when I when I teach a time management session because I say all these things but actually doing them most of the time like I say I'm a queen of procrastination and I stand at the front talk about these different tools that you can use and I'm thinking yeah I know I should do this I know I should do that but it is um, I think as several people have said it's about making them a habit isn't it and it gradually does get easier but it's never going to be easy so many people have written books about time management, haven't they? And if there was an answer, we'd be multimillionaires if we could make it easy. We wouldn't necessarily be talking on a podcast about it. You'd be buying our books. It's hard. It will be yeah. hard. Um, there is no one right answer, but hopefully some of these ideas will sort of, you can have a go at them and see if they work. Because mm-hmm. they work for me some of the time, but not all the time. That reminds me a bit of the saying about eating frogs first, if you've heard mm. of that. Yeah. I think it's Mark Twain. If you've got a frog to eat, do it first thing in the morning and then you've got the worst thing that can happen to you is, is already over and done with. Mm. And if you've got two frogs to eat, eat the biggest one first. And I think I find that because I really there's some things I'm really uncomfortable doing, I don't like doing, and I will put them off, put them off. Things like phoning up for car insurance. And mm. I hate doing that sort of thing. But if I do it first thing in the morning, get out of the way, it's like, yeah, I've achieved. And, and once again, there's that tick on your to-do list there. I've done something now. That's the bit I hate and I've got it done and I can enjoy what's left of the day. So eat your frogs first. That's definitely got to be like the subtitle of this podcast, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> eat frogs first, definitely. <laughs> Sounds good to me. options are available. Chocolate frogs from Harry Potter oh, or something, yeah. maybe you could do that. <laughs> that's amazing. I think that's a really good place to stop as well. That gem of wisdom from Sharon. <laughs> so thank you for joining us on the skills pod. Um, I've been Liz. <laughs> Bye. 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 Goodbye. Hi there. If you're a University of Chester student, these are ways that you can access support from your academic skills team. You can find our online resources through our green training and skills tile tab on Moodle. You can access support via our feed forward email assistance service by emailing ask.chester.ac.uk. You can send up to 750 words or three paragraphs to us and we'll provide you with written, generic and developmental feedback. You can also book a one-to-one appointment with our advisors from our maths and stats team and also our literacy team. You can have as many as you need throughout your academic year. And these last for around about 30 minutes. And similar to the Feed Forward service, we can offer you developmental advice and feedback on your assignments or any other issues such as referencing or planning, for example. We also offer Ask Together Skills with Friends 
bespoke sessions for groups. So if you and your course mates or some of your friends are unsure on academic skills, such as referencing, paraphrasing, critical thinking, you can book a session with an advisor. You can do this via our online booking form. Ask. Supporting your success.